Welcome to the Aging Project podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm your host, Shelley Craft. As I've got older, I've come to realise we all need advice when it comes to aging well. So for season one of the show, I've pulled together the best possible support team for us. Doctors, researchers, coaches and creatives. Nothing is off limits. Food and nutrition, movement and mobility, menopause and gut health. Finding a sense of meaning. I want to cover it all. I believe with the Aging Project community banded together, our choices will be infinitely better, more informed, more considered. So if, like me, you believe Aging Well starts now, then let's get going and start learning from some of the best. Welcome to today's episode. Really think about your 10-year-older self, which is super exciting. How do you want to feel? You know, what do you want to be able to do? Where do you want your body to be, your mind to be, your health to be, your finances to be? And then create a beautiful structure for yourself. Welcome to episode eight. Aging well doesn't just happen. A quick backstory, today's interview was the very first one I recorded for this podcast series. And to be honest, when Shanna mentioned concepts like think about your 10-year-older self, it did feel a little confronting because I really hadn't given it much thought. But Shanna has now got me thinking, where do I see myself in 10 years from now? And I have been thinking about this a lot lately. As a reminder, you don't need to have all the answers right now, but asking the question is certainly a great place to start. I know you'll enjoy today's conversation. Please welcome business and life coach, Shanna Kennedy. Shanna, thank you so much for joining us here at the Aging Project podcast. Let's start with what aging well means to you. Um, What a great question to start with, isn't it? I think aging well is really about having a great map for yourself, a roadmap moving forward that allows you to be the best possible version of yourself and treating yourself like a great little business that you're excited about for the rest of your life. It's like creating that roadmap really based around our mental, physical, emotional and our financial health which when we have a map, we've always got that incredible motivation and inspiration and we've got a job to do. So there's never a day where you have, oh, I don't know what I'm doing now. You've got a job to work on the business of yourself. And I think when people can embrace that, we get really excited about life. I think that's an excellent analogy as treating yourself like a business because I know as a working mum, I'm great at organising my business timetable and my business plan pretty good at organising my kids' plans and my kids' lives, but have never actually put it into practice for my own life. And that's why I get a little bit scatty and I don't have great time management skills for what I probably need to do more so for me. So to have a business plan for your personal life sounds like a really good place to start. Well, I think we've got to treat ourselves like the asset, right? Especially working mums where we're trying to juggle everything. So if we're the asset, Who's looking after us is usually nobody or, you know, who's putting the oxygen in the tank so we can put the mask on to help everybody else. So we really need a plan on how we're going to keep that oxygen tank full, that energy, that motivation and that inspiration so that we can go through the next few decades really enjoying and finding fulfillment in life. So I think it's sort of like a it's a life plan. It's an energy plan for ourselves so that we can enjoy this great road trip that we're on. Were you always a planner, Shanna, or is this something that's come about over your learnings and your business life? Have you then sort of adopted that into a personal life or were you always really good at keeping your own shit together? 
Well, I, I was the A-type overachieving workaholic perfectionist in my 20s, which cost me my health. So I got chronic fatigue before I even hit 30, which took a couple of years out of my life. And for the last 20 years, now being 50, I've had to really dance with chronic fatigue. So structure, strategy, health management has had to be first and foremost for me to get through these years and raise a family and build a business and have a great marriage and enjoy my life is that without this kind of plan for myself, there is no way I could have really got through that journey. And, and still today, managing chronic fatigue on a, on a weekly basis it takes a it takes a plan. It doesn't just happen. I dream of being a type A person. I don't know what <laughs> what my type would even be classified as. But if you had five minutes to change my life to sort of whip me into shape, what would you tell me? Um, I think number one, we have to let go of the past. You know, we've all had a different journey. Everyone's got their own unique story of how we got to where we are today. So we need to just acknowledge it, but also let it go. We, we really need to think about the right now and, and about moving forward and grieve maybe some of the past as well. And I think when we go to those simple strategies like start with your values, simplify your life, you know, declutter, get rid of all the stuff from the last decade, stretch yourself and really think about your 10-year-old self, which is super exciting. How do you want to feel you know, what do you want to be able to do? Where do you want your body to be, your mind to be, your health to be, your finances to be? And then create a beautiful structure for yourself, just some general maintenance that needs to be done every season of the year. You know, I like to plan in season. And then allow yourself to shine. You know, we need to celebrate ourselves and we need to remember how we do that. We're very good at celebrating other people and our kids. But what about ourselves? So I think when we invite some celebration in now and learn to find the joy in what we've done and what we're doing, you know, we get that fulfillment in and we don't just become achievement junkies. We get that beautiful depth to us, which is about fulfillment in what we're actually doing. So I think thinking of your older, wiser self on a regular basis, Matthew McConaughey's great at this. His Oscar speech was all about his 10-year-old self being a great role model. And how, you know, what is that wiser person telling you? She's telling me to go for a walk today. She's telling me to stretch my body today and just make some good food choices today and to actually love who you are today. You know, enjoy being yourself, love who you are, love the life that you've got. And I think that's what our older, wiser person is always saying to us, aren't they? They're always saying, it'll be okay. Just let that go. So I think it's about embracing the future and finding that motivation and inspiration by allowing our brain to go there. Not just so much focused on today, but have that great map for your future. It's like planning a great holiday trip around Australia. You know, and we'll end up in the Maldives. It gets really exciting when we do that and our brain opens up. So if we could just <laughs> do that for ourselves, uh, you know, we'd all get really excited, wouldn't we? Where, where do you want to be in 10 years' time? How old will you be? What do you want to happen with your body? I want to be strong. I want to be flexible. I want to tie up my shoelaces. So I'm going to go to yoga today. You know, I've got a purpose. 
because I've got such a clear vision. Yes, so be your own mentor. We often look outside to find those role models or those people that we can emulate. Um, But be your own. Put yourself forward that 10 years. I I really think that's a very good visualisation because, again, you're you're talking to yourself. Often if, if I do think of mentors or people in my business that I've aspired to be like, there's still so many differences between the two of us that you can't be that person. So to actually think of who I will be in, in 10 years' time and uh, talk to myself, that, that's a really powerful message. It's super powerful. If I think of my 60-year-old self, well, you know, I might not be playing golf now, but maybe in my 60s I'd love to play golf. So it's worth having some lessons now because I've seen these women out on the golf course who are in the fresh air and long lunches and great friendships. And while it might not be appropriate for right now, it's something to look forward to or, you know, people that are great with their tomatoes and bottling their tomato sauces. You know, we could start just drip feeding now. It gives us a lot of purpose now, doesn't it, about if we want to be, you know, walking the world in 10 years' time, which I want to be doing definitely, Camino trails and walking through Japan and and discovering Italy on foot, then it's why I get up every day and do my walk to start the day because it's all fueling the future vision I have for myself. Yes, I think I want your plan. I need to be writing things down. That's exactly what I would like to be doing. So you might find yourself with a little travel buddy tagging along now. (laughs) What's the best piece of advice you have been given over time to age well? Just a quick break in today's episode to mention the Aging Project 12-week challenge prize that is worth over $4,000. We want to spoil someone from our community whose life and aging journey has been positively impacted by our podcast and the 12-week challenge because that's why we started this whole thing in the first place, to improve the lives of women. So one lucky person will win all four prizes, which is a three-day mana yoga retreat at Soma in Byron Bay, a Vitamix blender, a Lorna Jane voucher, and if you feel comfortable telling your story, we would love to welcome you as our podcast guest for season two. But that is optional, although I would love you to sit and chat with me. To get involved, just subscribe by visiting theagingproject.com.au and don't forget to visit our socials for updates. We would love you to join our growing community. Oh, absolutely called Embrace the Pace. You know, we, we, we want to rush. We've got that rushing women's syndrome, you know, Dr. Libby, Libby Weaver talks about, but we can embrace the pace and it's been so good for me to really have that up on the wall as a, as a little motto for myself. Because my brain's saying, do more, do more, you know, go harder, walk longer, do more, do more. And if I just can pace myself, I know that I won't burn out in the long run. And we want longevity in our career. We want to be available for our kids. We still want to be mindful in our marriages and with our friends or whatever it might be. But if we don't pace ourselves, we're going to burn out like I did and lose years of your life trying to recover and then have that burnout fatigue, which never, ever goes away. You've got a crack in that Ferrari engine that you constantly need to manage. So embrace the pace has been a beautiful little catchphrase for me. Um, and I think for a lot of women who think, well, we're never finished and we'll never get through the to-do list, we never will. And that's okay. So if we could just pace ourselves through and just put the reins on a few times when our energy is low, 
um, I think that we're going to enjoy that ride a hell of a lot more. It is too that balance and not particularly work-life balance, just plain old life balance um, about being kind to yourself, isn't it? And and just forgiving yourself sometimes for, for both things, for being a little bit too busy or for perhaps for focusing on work a little bit too much. That can often churn inside you that you just aren't getting that balance right, whatever that is for you. And it's different for all of us, isn't it? And I just call it life, you know. Life's just a bit messy here and there. and But it's just life. Mm-hmm. It's not about balance. I, I, I find that when we look for balance, we're looking to achieve things we can't necessarily get. So why don't we just embrace life for today? You know, today is a great day, a great life. What can I do to control the controllables, to fill my tank, my mental health tank, my physical tank, my emotional tank? and just find the joy in the day. And if we keep it that simple, it's a it's a fabulous journey, you know. I've been coaching for 20 years now and I am not burnt <laughs> out. I actually feel like I'm just starting. I'm that excited by it. So it's, it's, it's this beautiful reinvention of yourself. If you do it every season, you know, every season and we work with the seasons, we have 12-week plans for ourselves. What do we want to achieve this spring or this summer or this winter or this autumn? you know, for our mental, physical and emotional health, we've always got a code of conduct. We've got some joy and we've got purpose in our day. A lot of people look for this purpose, this big purpose that, you know, we should be doing. Whereas I feel that our purpose is what is today about, you know, working for our own set of values, our our health, our family, our sense of achievement or whatever it might be, is a beautiful roadmap for the brain every single morning. Yes, yes. And the glory of the sun getting up every morning, I find I can reset every single day, no matter, it's a bit like Groundhog Day, I suppose, in the way you think, no, no, stuffed up a bit yesterday. Okay, I can reset this morning. And you do get a fresh start if you give yourself a fresh start. Tomorrow morning when I wake up, I would love to say, Shanna gave me this awesome tip for my daily choices today uh, that is going to help me to age well. I can incorporate this into my new morning routine. What would that one thing be? Well, I I just do the four M's every day, which is a very simple way for the rest of my life. My 70 and 80-year-old self are are telling me every day to do them is just get up and make your bed, (laughs) move your body, whether that be weights, yoga, walking, running, just move it, just move it, Um, and then do some mindful breathing. Just do a little bit of breathing, take some breaths for the day, and then put some music on in the shower. Find the joy, find your youth again by just turning the volume up. So I've been doing the four M's for years and years and years, and I will do them until the day I'm not here anymore. Make my bed, move my body, mindful breathing, and turn some music on in the shower and have a bit of a sing and and just get that injection of, you know, that feel good. I love it. I am very excited about starting my day like that tomorrow. Yeah, the four M's. And then the end of the day is just as important. We call them the bookends of the days. You know, we're human beings and if we had two pillars every day, two maps, two little strategies to follow, AM, 4Ms, you know, the nighttime, what are the three things that are really important that reground you, that re-energise you, that bring you back to earth after a crazy day with juggling kids and family and everything else and our ageing is that journaling, that gratitude work, that stretching. You know, I lie with my legs up the wall for 15 minutes every night. I just write three things I'm grateful for. So simple, but it allows you just to enjoy the age and stage that you're in. 
you know, that little pause at the end of the day to just reconnect you just back with whatever age and stage we're in, different age of our kids in the house, and then they might move out. But let's just sit in it for a moment each night and reflect. It's, it really does make you feel like it's not racing too fast. Shanna, our lives have been so busy from the point of finishing school, making careers, finding a family, having kids, et cetera, et cetera. I find now I'm getting to a place where it is becoming a little bit more about my time, I suppose, because I, for the first time in 20 years, I have time to think about what I might like to do or changes that I might be able to make for the next 50 years of my life. Is that fairly common or am I in a really unusual place? Absolutely correct. So, you know, we've got that beautiful tick list, haven't we, that comes in around your teenagehood where it says, okay, finish school, maybe go to uni or go to work, maybe find a partner, maybe get married or settle down or or do what you need to do, maybe get a house, maybe have a family, they're going to grow up, maybe have your corporate career or whatever you want to do. And then there's no list after 50. And so we've sort of got a society list that brings us to 50, but then post 50, there really isn't anything. So if we don't take the time to create a map of, you know, little milestones for our 50s and 60s and 70s, um, we found that people are getting very lost. And then menopause comes in and throws a whole spanner in the work. So if you don't have a base just guide to where to drive your car, you get very, very lost. You really do. So I think that's important. And the other issue is that we're living longer. You know, we're living up to 100 years now. So because we're living longer, it's not, oh, we're in our 50s and we'll retire in our 60s. What are you going to do for all of your 70s and your 80s, which are now some of the most incredible years, right? And so we're living longer. So our health, our network, our financial um, security is something we really need to be working on in our 50s. And our network is really important, is casting that net a little bit wider for ourselves so that we have more people in our lives as we get older. So we sort of thought, you know, we've had these jokes about life finishing, you know, we get to 50 and we can take a breath. It's just starting and we can get really excited about the next journey, which is more about us, but then we need to create that roadmap. I find there's obviously that next generation um, above us, which my mother is a part of, and uh, her marriage broke down, I guess, once all the kids had moved out and and she and dad, although they're great mates now, really had nothing much in common anymore. And I I know this is a really common story that you do, as you say, you've ticked all those things off the list and haven't thought a second beyond that besides the fact, well, now I'm footloose and fancy free. Oh, shit, I've got 40 years to go. (laughs) What am I going to do with myself? I know the first question that I ask all of my clients is, who are you without your job? So who are you without the career? Who are you without maybe the kids they've left home? Who are you without all of that? And if we could embrace that and get excited about living for our own values and and creating a great life plan for ourselves, we'll always find that inner confidence, which is what we're looking for, that, okay, there's some storms that could be happening with our health with marriages maybe breaking down when the kids move out or, you know, get that curveball thrown at you. If we really have done some of the basics on just the foundations of ourselves, we can still be confident as we navigate those waters and create that life that maybe we weren't expecting, but we've got a really nice base to start with. 
And no matter how fabulous your friendship group might be or supportive that your partner or your kids might be, a life coach sounds like um, a really great support network, just that person making you accountable. And it's not just for corporates, is it? It's just for plain old life. It's for an awesome life, absolutely. So the coach is there to ask you questions that help you stay on track. You know, they keep bringing you back to yourself. Don't worry about what everyone else is thinking or what society says. Let's go back to what's most important to you. And so it's like you've got this person holding your hand as you go through life. So every five years, I like to get a coach for six months just to hold my hand and really challenge me and bring me back to self. Bring me back to what is most important to me and get me out of that headspace of what I should do, should do this, should do that. No, let's just go back to what's most important for you in this decade moving forward. And it's just refreshing, isn't it, to have someone who's not your friend, not emotionally connected to you, but someone who's just subjective, who's just asking great questions, who is completely non-judgmental just helping you formulate that great plan. You are the goods, Shanna Kennedy. I'm feeling energised and revitalised already. I do have your two books here with me. I have The Life Plan and also Plan B. I can't wait to dive into these books. And I am going to put those four M's on my mirror. So tomorrow morning when I wake up, it's staring me at the face and it's going to be a brand new day. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. And let's all age gracefully. Isn't she wonderful? And Shanna has got me thinking about me, not my kids or my husband, but the business of me. And when she put it in that context, it actually allowed me to invest in myself as a business. I loved her point about society's checklist. We finish school, get a job, perhaps a partner, a home or kids. We get so busy ticking things off the list. And then we arrive in our late 40s and 50s, perhaps having achieved those things. And we have to make a whole new list, which is both scary, but very exciting. Personally, I have started doing the four M's and the two bookends at the end of the day, being gratitude and stretching. And Shanna's right, it certainly helps to press pause between days to reset and enjoy the next day. I hope you loved today's episode as much as I loved interviewing Shanna, and I know you're going to be big fans of hers from now on in. Share this with your friends, and until next week, it's been lovely spending time with you. See you soon.